0: You're listening to the Halfling 13 Gaming Podcast, made possible by the generous support of listeners such as yourself. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe. The Rise of the Rune Lords is a Pathfinder RPG campaign, published by Paizo Publishing. Chapter 3. The Hook Mountain Massacre. The group figured out several key things. Uh, first of which is apparently the pretty lady wasn't so friendly, I um, and had managed to manipulate the group into killing apparently the ogre leader. Before she then changed into an ogre and convinced the ogres to leave the fort and go back to the ogre city, or the ogre village, town, whatever in the mountains. So she also changed shape to an ogre. Right, she changed shape to an ogre. And the group opted not to attack 12 or so ogres who were ready to leave already. They did some searching in the castle afterwards. They found out that in the, uh, in the jail where she had been staying, she had been keeping some prisoners in the side room. The room where she said, oh, you guys don't need to go check that out, just go upstairs and go, talk to the, go kill the leader. Um, she had several prisoners in there that after you guys killed the leader, she went ahead and murdered. The rest of the fort, all the Black Arrows are dead, etc. Everything's destroyed. The only remaining Black Arrow is Jakardros, who is attempting as best he can to repair the fort and get it semi-defensible until reinforcements arrive from Magnamar. Okay? The group has spent the last five days helping him, trying to get things And At this point, you have the gates stood up, and that's about it. The courtyard's clear of bodies and that sort of thing. And I'm building- Since the Ogres left, there has been a heavy downpour 24 hours a day for the last 5 days. Everything's mud, it's complete mess. I mean just constant downpour, not a drizzle or anything like that. Earlier in this last day, the uh, the dam up the river apparently broke or became damaged and a minor flood came through and damaged the town. Okay? With the assistance of the monk The cleric and the ranger, or druid I mean, they managed to save most of the people, save some school children, and fight off some sea creature that got washed out of the lake down to the town. Since then, several things have come up. The first thing, the commander of the fort of Black Arrows, a guy by the name of Commander Lamitar, he was known to go on a monthly pilgrimage around the area. And the group discovered a collection of love poems and a a token that indicated that he was having he was meeting or having an affair with a wood nymph out in the swamp. Now he left the fort the night before it was attacked by the ogres. Which is suspicious, but not necessarily proof that he was involved. And Jakardros would really like you guys to go find him if you can. It's believed he is in the Shimmer Glens, which is a region on the western side of the lake, which is marsh and swamplands. And according to the wizard, it's a known, it's believed to be an area where um, the Fae cross over from their dimension into ours and cause problems. So thinking leprechauns, nymphs, things like that. Strange magical creatures that do all sorts of things. So one of your missions is to locate Lamatar and find out where he is, what's going on. In addition, the town, because of the damage to the town, convinced the druid, the monk, and the cleric to gather the group and go check out Skull's Crossing, the dam, and verify that it's intact, it's gonna hold with all the water, et cetera, and see what's happening to the magical mechanism in it that keeps the waters from overflowing. If there's been some sort of a small regional flood that indicates the mechanism might not be holding, at which point something else might be going on, they need you guys to go figure out what's going on with it. In exchange for that, for, for repairing it, if you're able to repair the dam, they've promised with some negotiation the group a thousand gold, as well as a thousand gold worth of credit out of the stops. From previously, you also still have to deal with eventually the Ogrekin, the ones that attack you on the road that you bypass. It's not an urgent thing, but they're there, they're still a threat to the area. They're not a direct threat to the town, they are more of picking off stragglers, anybody who happens to wander in the forest at night, that sort of stuff. But that's something else to take a look at.
1: And then finally,
0: obviously you still got a big problem with ogres. Uh, if they're going back to their ogre town at Hook Mountain, they're going to presumably regroup, talk to this Montmurian fellow, and potentially come back and attack the city. That would be bad, especially since Fort Rannick is all but destroyed. There's no garrison there and it's going to be at least a month before Magnemar can get troops up here. So the monk and the fighter are going to head off to the swamp without, well, a without anybody else, while everybody else heads to the trolls. It takes about four hours to get up to Skulls Crossing, um, trudging through the mud. You guys head up on the western shore of the river. This is the dam that holds back the gigantic lake known as the Storval Deep. The dam itself, as you guys approach, is fairly large it is decorated by five gigantic skulls. There's a section over here that is broken and water is actively pouring out of it. At the top, in the center, there's a multi-story building of some sort that looks like it would house whatever mechanism runs the dam itself. The entire place has what you would equate to like a, like a gothic feel. Lots of skulls, bones, things like that just in the architecture. The architecture well predates any settlers in this region. But, according to the villagers at least, it's always just function. Anytime there's been lots of rain, the, the dam just opens up and manages the water flow. It's never been an issue. It doesn't look like it's broken, but even from this distance you can see here and there cracks in the, in the stone. It definitely looks like it's been damaged. There's a seven foot wide stairway of stone that climbs the cliff face, climbing up a height of 200 feet before it ends in a cave way above. There are hundreds of stakes lining the edge of the stairway, spears stuck in the ground, many of them decorated with skulls. Some animal, some humanoid, all marked with a strange skull-shaped rune on the, on the brow. Apparently the rogue and bard and have reconsidered this plan and I've now decided this might not be the best option. You guys climb, there's a couple of close calls, as like the Paladin slips once or twice, but nobody nobody manages to fall down, and you eventually reach the top. The passageway, or the stairs, eventually come up and end in a passage. It flattens out and heads in. It's dark inside, the sound of the waterfall is pretty much the only thing you can hear. There's a musty dirt-like smell coming from inside. You see the passageway goes past the barbarian and then angles over this way. How past light on the, on the barbarian. The barbarian starts glowing. The short passageway ends in an alcove. Directly in front of you, however, is a 15-foot-high ledge that provides access to a larger cave beyond. Can I sneak up and just look? You climb up, peek over to the side. Um, there's glow behind you. Um, but the room itself is poorly lit with a badly burning fire. There is a large creature over here, stands a good ten feet tall. It is eating something, looks like uh, a leg of beef or something like that. It takes one bite, Paff puts it in his other hand and then takes a bite out from a second head. It's like an ogre, but it has two heads. It has some javelins laying next to it and a pair of flails at its side. It's sitting there looking around and then starts sniffing the air and looking in your direction. You drop back down and what? Let them know what's up there. You are discussing with them when you hear every footsteps approaching up above. Uh, apparently he did spot you or at least got curious enough and suddenly there a big shadow appears above you and a javelin gets thrown at you guys. He calls out uh, from his right head, you don't bribe me. On his left head, he says, "I smash you for skull takers," and throws okay. one of the spears. The javelin gets impaled a good foot into the mud right next to you. I shoot my crossbow. The arrow thumps into the into the creature. Paladin. You can see silhouetted in the light, light, a gigantic creature with two heads. Wizard. How about a magic missile? Four magic missiles zap over and smacks the guy. Barbarian, try to climb up. As you do so, he punches you. Uh, He misses. Climb out of the hole and then stab him with your fist, with your um, armored glove. Priest. He hesitates briefly, but then is able to resist the spell and keep fighting. I start singing. I'm gonna stay where. So your song echoes through the cave, and everybody feels inspired. Drew, did you want to do anything? Spider climb and put it on my cat. You cast that, and you're now dangling from the cat right above um, the priest in the tunnel. Rogue, climb up with that difficulty. There get you are. As far as I can go. You guys recognize this creature yeah. not as a troll, as what's called an Eden. Edens have two heads. The two heads operate completely independently. The Eden grunts looks at you, one head turns towards the little elf beside her, the other one turns back to the little barbarian on the other side. It takes a five-foot step over here, pulls out its two flails, and then proceeds to beat you two. 16 points on the first flail, 16 points on the second flail. That's from its left arm and left hand. It, it just beats on you. The other arm turns at this other one that's on the other side of it. So one of them, one time it hits you and it hits you for 13 points of damage. The other flail strike misses you as you duck out of the way. A dwarf, a dwarf falls out. It's strong with will and not very fast. I had uh, Paladin. Wizard, what would you like to do? guess magic missile. Again. Eleven. Barbarian. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and flank that rope. All right, I'm raging. Twenty-one for the first attack. You take a mighty swipe with your sword. And cut the creature down. It falls it falls to the ground. Woohoo! So you guys help him climb up everybody else. You got you search the, the end. There's not much to search. All he has is a bit of cloth covering his front and back. And I mean barely a rope to hold his flails on. He doesn't have much, but in the back of the room he has a large pile of stuff that's sort of made into a nest. That when you guys search through that, he has a collection of gold some silver, a velvet pouch with what feels like rocks or gemstones. I check out the pouch. He has six pearls in the pouch, there's a small wooden box, Uh, looks like it has some runes or markings on it, looks looks religious, and then he has an ivory scroll tube set with strips of jade. The little box is magical and something inside the scroll tube is magical. Inside are several sheets of paper are able to identify it as what's called a phylactery of positive channel. So that was that little box. There are actually three scrolls. First scroll is a scroll of cone of cold. The second one is a scroll of hold monster. The third one is a scroll of telekinesis. You would estimate a street value of about 100 gold per pearl. Okay. How many gold? Six. Meanwhile... Off in the swamp, you head around the north end of the lake. That's quickest way to the Shimmer By late in the evening, you guys get there. A low fog drifts in over the lake as you guys reach the, reach the swamp. It is cold. You guys are walking through ankle to waist deep muck through the swamp. There really isn't a clear path through the place. There's lots of animal life in the area. Lizards, bugs, things like that, making all sorts of noise. As, the, as night falls, it gets increasingly dark. I take out my torch. You got a torch? Mm-hmm. Okay, mark out a torch as you light up a torch. That gives you a comforting 30-foot radius of light, beyond which is rather gloomy and dark. You guys head into the swamp itself. Not really sure where you guys are heading, per se, other than into the swamp and see what you guys have across. After maybe 30 to 45 minutes, you realize you're not really sure where you're going. Give me a knowledge, geography look. Check. So after about 30 minutes you realize you have gotten twisted and turned around and you're not really sure where you're even at at this point in the swamp. You guys are trying to figure out where you guys are at and really what direction to even go to get back to civilization or not be eaten by crocodiles. When you notice a small two-foot person, he is very thin, like unusually thin, even thinner than the gnome. He has a pair of nearly transparent wings behind him, large eyes, long pointed ears, perhaps longer than the elf, um, but literally stands only about this tall. His clothes are rumpled and dirty, and his eyes are puffy, almost like he's been crying. And he's sort of hiding behind one of the old gnarled trees, sort of peering out, looking at you. Doesn't seem to be visible or intentionally hiding, more so than just trying not to be seen. Uh, you spot him, and he, he looks at you, looks rather sad and nervous. In a, a friendly tone, not like a threatening tone. That's why, okay. who are you, and or we come in peace. The little guy floats out from behind the tree and sort of flutters down to land on a branch or a a route near you where you guys are sitting maybe waist deep in water right now. He introduces himself as Yap and explains to you, My my mistress, she is ill, Um, very ill. Death would have been a kindness. The land sickens with her heart and cannot be cleaned until her misery is purged. I can't do this myself. Please, you must help her. You are friends with her human lover, yes? He wouldn't want her left like this. I can take you to her. Maybe you can do something. I have tried everything to cure her forlorn heart, but to no avail. She wails and moans in White Willow, and the trees and plants and Nixies and frogs and everything are dying or worse. I can take you there, please. Uh, okay. We'll see what we can do. He is overjoyed. Seems, seems, um, seems really happy. I'll tell him, His by the way, my name is Valeros. Valeros? Very nice uh, to meet you, Sir Valeros. And, and uh, very nice to meet you, Sir Sajin. Sir if, if you okay. could follow me, that, that'd be wonderful. I, I'm sure you could help my mistress. And he turns and starts floating off into the, deeper into the swamp. least you think it's deeper in the swamp. He might be taking you to the shore. You guys yeah. continue on, and as you go, the swamp, which is already spooky enough, given the late hour, and the fog, and the music, and everything else, as it's getting darker, you burn through at least one more torch as you go further in. The swamp takes on a much more foreboding look. Trees become more gnarled and in many cases just outright dead. The ground and the, and the mud turn much more algae covered and s- spoiled. <coughs> There's a rotted smell to the air, like the whole place has just been, just, it's just rotting away. Far more so than your limited knowledge would imply for a typical swamp. Seems like something is just affecting the whole region around us. Like area. It's like some sort of viruses. Possible. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Yap, but yes. do you apparently have any torches on you or some sort of light? Oh no, I can see fine. Can't Can't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, the stars are bright tonight. Oh, uh, I'll try my best to see. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to see in the uh, in <laughs> okay. the dark. Okay. Eventually, you, you get to them. a part of the swamp where basically everything is dead. All the plants, you're finding fish upturned in the water, things like that. The the entire area seems dead. There is a cold wind blowing out of the swamp itself, chilling you to the bone. Well we ought to be safe from crocodiles at this point. Branches are dark and twisted and they seem almost to move even when there's no breeze. Almost like they're reaching out to you. The further you go, although, yap, sort of stays right at the edge of your light. It seems like every now and then you're hearing branches break or splashes in the water all around you in different areas. And you even start to hear what you could swear are whispers out in the darkness. About the only thing that remains alive here are thick, fat spiders hanging from the trees, sickly looking crows twitching in the darkness of the trees and slithering things in the water with a few too many eyes. Eventually, he comes to the edge and you see ahead of you, maybe 30 feet or so, the swampland starts to part and they're just a large pool of, of dark water. He stops and says, Oh, I I dare not go any further. My mistress, she's up there at the the water's edge. And he he ducks behind a tree and tells you he'll wait here for you. You head up to the pool of water. The water itself reflects the torchlight, making it nothing but a black mirror under your feet. There is nothing in the area all around you. There's trees of all sorts. And after a moment or two, as you guys wait and look, you start to see greenish lights from around the pool, around the lake as you watch you start to see looks like translucent shapes things like satyrs grigs nixies and other spirits along with the spirit of animals <coughs> walking amongst the trees they are marching around they look like they're dancing in the area but otherwise unaware of you guys then, um, as you watch the spirits wander by, you feel weakened and suffer four points of negative energy drain, um, basically just four points of damage. While he is distracted by all the spirits and ghosts floating around, you spot something hanging from a tree off to your right, maybe 30 feet or so. There's something up in the tree branches itself. Um, I'm going to yank the torch from him and walk okay. with the thing hanging from the tree. Okay. You head over to the tree, and you come upon the mangled body of a beautiful female fae. You would assume a dryad or a nymph protruding from a tree whose limbs have been smashed from the trunk by massive clubs. The tree itself, the branches have been broken off by clubs, and then the body just been left there in the remnants of the tree. As you approach, you hear a soft feminine whisper in your ears, uh, whispers out, She should not have fallen in love. Her heart brought this upon us. Why won't she let us go? And then you see out in the middle of the lake a female form glowing with green energy rises out of the water. Her disembodied arms float a few inches off of her side, not attached to her body anymore. The lower torso fades away to smoke. Her eyes appear bottomless. Lo- they look as if they're crying out silently in agony behind- beyond anything a mortal creature should ever know. She looks at you with a loud shrieking voice. She cries out, Who are you? Why have you come here? I am Sot. Uh, Jan. I um, am looking for Commander uh, Lama-tar. Lama-tar. Lamatar. Lamatar is dead. You have failed us. You have allowed Fort Rannick to die. You have allowed the Krieg Ogres to take him. You have, he, is, he must be dead at Hook Mountain. We did not know that he was dead, and it's not our fault that Fort Rannock was taken over. Because we responded to the full of Fort Rannick to see what happened to it. Return my beloved to me. Return my commander to my heart or I shall find it with my vines and my dark trees will eat the land and churn your people to bone and misery. Return Lamatar to my embrace. You have until the full moon ghostly form fades back into the water and disappears. Uh, full moon is two weeks. Oh. Yeah, Sir? Four, 14 days to return Lametar to her. Meanwhile, we head back over to the waterfall. You guys have searched the Eddins' lair. Um, there is another chamber to the far side, and then it looks like a pathway that leads down onto the top of the dam. Go to the top of the dam. You're heading that way? Yeah, I'm heading okay. that way too. You can head. You head into the next chamber. There are stairs that lead down, and from outside, over the sound of the waterfall and the rain you can hear faintly the sound of metal striking stone. The passageway leads down maybe 20 feet or so, then opens out onto the dam surface. As you climb down there, you see the upper walk of Skull's Crossing is relatively clear of rubble, fairly wide. There's a three inch layer of water that's pooled up just on the surface from all the constant rain. Here and there, sections of the surface, of the dam surface have crumbled away. The damage, for the most part, appears fairly old. I just sort of wear and tear. There is a tower of skull-shaped domes sitting near the center of the dam. To your left, surge the choppy water of the stormal deep. To your right, the slope of the dam face drops off about 300 feet down to the river below. Out in front of you, between you and the, of the dome building, you see half a dozen ogres. One of them appears to be giving direction, while the other four are smashing the top of the dam with pick and oh ripping chunks of it out of out of the dam itself. That explains a lot. They, they do ogres. not appear to be aware of you at this point and are about 50 feet or so to the nearest ogre. So
1: they are not ogres. aware of me yet.
0: I would like to use my renewed bigger pass spell in front of spelling me? from metal metal on the roads right here. From their heraldry and markings, they seem to be from the same tribe. The ogres are all distracted, they look exhausted like they've been pounding on this dam for hours. Maybe, they don't maybe. seem to have done a lot of damage, but they are making headway. Starting with the wizard. Dragon. Level four, Dragon's Breath. The wizard steps forward, gets up to the front the front, casts his spell, and opens his mouth, and a live electricity <laughs> shoots out. The first two take full blast, go straight through them. The second one catches wind of it as it's coming in and ducks slightly, avoiding a large portion of it. They immediately react in shock and surprise. you are going to go and start singing. I'm going to charge. Uh, I am raging. What you about go five? racing up mm, as not. the lightning yeah. bolt crackles past myself, you. Through. Take a I'll mighty swipe with your sword and two halves of the ogre go tumbling off the dam. I'm going to take a five foot step okay. and then shoot twice. Eight points of damage with the first one. Eight points. Okay. He goes Eight. down, but he's not obviously dead. paladin moves up next to you. Can I get all the way up to the one that's down? I was going to do it for the first time. The guy far, far back, he fails. The guy in the back freezes solid with a magical spell. Druid. They got this. They're good. They're action. So he ma- he attempts a saving throw, and he breaks it. So he breaks the spell immediately. Mm -hmm. This guy turns, pulls his hook, and charges. So only the first one gets to attack. The other one's moved more than once and could not charge. He charges you with a great club and hits a 11. How about the fireball? Throw a fireball. It goes boom. Oh, I like 35. the ones that there, there's a blast of heat over here, singes your hairs a little bit. This one, when the smoke clears, is on the ground, down and dying. The other one is still up and fight. Bard. I'm gonna move up behind I let my turn so, just yeah. keep. Barbarian. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, hack at the guy right in front of me. He goes down as well. The barbarian over there. And he takes a swipe at you with his ogre hook. He gets a critical on you, He's 66. Dwarf. I'm going to use deadly aim. Total of 20? Mm-hmm. That's a miss. Paladin. All Move we there and okay. attack him. 10 damage. Rogue. So 24 points as you backstab the ogre as he gets distracted. Cleric. i going to use my crossbow. Oh, Druid. So you take out the middle ogre and he is dead as the cat lays into him. The ogre goes. He takes a five foot step back to this corner and then stabs at you a bunch of times. His first swipe hits a 32 for 23 points. His second strike hits a 13. Wizard. Can I put a flaming spear on him? That was the saving throw. Flaming spear pops up behind him as he burns his feet. Bard. I'll go in front of the door. Barbarian, 20 points. 20. That is enough to send him to the AMT, ground. I'm going to do, um, go over here and use land here. 13. Mm-hmm. I use one more. Mm-hmm. 14. Um, Your wounds are so light, I'm gonna you a feel light wounds. Can uh, I make sure the ogres are dead? Okay. Yes. You guys finish off the ogres, make sure that. I got I a cure moderate wound, so I'll use that. They don't appear to have any gear other than the ogre hook, but some gloves and some javelins uh, uh, like uh, the Alrighty, I'm going to have guys. I'm to do a I can't The only magic item that they have is the ogre hook. It appears to be a plus one ogre hook. The, or the rest of the dam, looking past where the ogres are, there's a couple hundred feet or so before you get to the dome building, or building in the middle. It looks like that... That has been a bit of a battlefield. Piles of rubble, bits of flesh, broken weapons, splashes of blood, and several dead ogres beyond these five that you were fighting. It looks like the ogres fought someone or something, and several of the ogres perished. Um, from the looks of it, the, the ogre bodies looked like they were clawed or rended. It means they were ripped. Does it look like that sea creature that we fought earlier in the other thing? no that would have been more squashed you guys in the swamp yap is more than willing to lead you out of the place and seems to know where he's heading he doesn't seem to get lost in this area after your torches go out he casts a spell and summons all these little glowing lights they sort of look like fireflies they float all around you and they give just enough light to be able to see five or ten feet and he leads you out of the out of the swamp at the edge of the swamp he stops it's going to go back into the swamp but otherwise you're basically real close to where you guys first originally entered by now it's two or three o'clock at night by the time you get back to the fort or town it's going to be daybreak no let's head back to the town you guys are over here there's two entrances into the building both of them are closed. All you can hear is rain and the pouring of the water. Doors over so here on this side, they look like they have been—they t- have taken a battering to the point that they've actually been broken open but have appeared to have been hastily repaired. It looks like the doors have been sort of propped in and then like other boards and everything nailed to them. The other doors are intact, don't appear to have any damage. I'll go ahead and try the nice doors. This section here is actually a gigantic leering skull looking at you as far as the shape of the building and everything. Two large eye sockets, 10 feet up, 5 feet across in diameter. Yeah, they appear to be windows of some sort. Climb up here in one of the windows. You easily scramble up into the right hand eye socket. They're definitely windows They go in a ways and then open into some sort of a chamber. It smells foul up here, like dwarves who haven't bathed in a long time or that wet dog smell. You do not hear any sounds or anything from inside. As everybody else rolls their climb check to see if they can successfully get in, you look around inside the room. The walls of the room are thick with green ropey fungus. that hangs down almost like curtains. Several large nests made out of the fungus on the floor. It looks like maybe eight or nine in this room. Yeah, like some large creature might sleep in it. You recognize them as troll nests. It looks like you're in the midst of one of their sleeping areas. Uh, There's no trolls here of note. Eventually you guys all climb in. It is dark here. There is some light that comes in, but not very much. The eye eye sockets are are less for light and more of just from the architecture of the place. You said you're going to peek out the door while a barbarian gets out of your way? Yeah. That opens into a large room. This room is also filled with rubble, bits of flesh, weapons, Flashes of bone. Several more dead ogres are in here. Again, no sign of anything that killed them. The wind and rain howl through circle circular openings in the wall that look out over the over the lake. Thick sheets sheets of green fungus grow on the walls here as well, winding through the ceilings and through numerous cracks in the ceiling 30 feet above. The walls are decorated with hundreds of skull-shaped carvings. Give me a perception check. Yep from the architecture size-wise it looks like these doors mirror them basically the building is mirrored on the other side so th- these doors would open into a room similar to this one these would lead further into the building on this side and this would open up onto the other side of the dam See what's on the other side of the door? I don't know. I don't want to open So she opens the door quietly, looks in. You hear a howling of wind and everything. And then the rogue slips through the, the slightly open door and disappears. I'm coming in too. Barbarian hey. swings the door open and follows in. My hey, rogue, what you doing? You guys get to about there. You're heading across the room. Definitely. When the wall in the room starts moving. And out of the moss hidden in it. There are several large, gangly creatures. They stand maybe eight feet tall. They have large pot-like pot bellies, arms that sort of drag along, their hands sort of drag along their feet on the ground as they sort of lumber forward. Their mouth is extended forward and covered with large teeth, and they look quite perturbed that you are in their area as they lumber forward. This one, actually he just reaches out from the wall. He slashes at you with his claws, and attempts to bite you at the same time. Claws do seven and 11 points, as the, the vines next to you sort of part, and the troll that's blended in with the camouflage of the, of the vines and everything, reaches out, grabs hold of you, and you feel it trying to rip you apart it gets a 3 Ren attack because it hits with both claws which does an additional 13 points of damage. This one takes a 5 foot step and attacks a candy clawing a 25, clawing an 11, biting a 13. So only one claw which does 8 points of damage. This one moves up and can only make a single claw attack who hits a 23 for 12 points. This one moves up as well to make a single claw attack hitting a 26 for six okay. points. And the three trolls right there that are all clawed you are sort of playing tug-of-war with your body. Andy, you were surprised this round. Keith, you hear a fight erupt in the other room. One of the doors is open, the other one is not. And you see large hulking beasts moving forward in the gloom. You guys do not have light. How about dancing lights? Oh. Okay, the room is now lit. You see several what you what you believe are trolls in the other room currently eating the rope. George, you're next. I'm gonna do a spell. Build them as soldiers. I'm going to do this one by tapping the Okay, it misses and the troll is able to get out of its grasp. What is that one? Jason, step towards the door, first the metal. Starting with the one furthest in the room. It passes, the other one fails. 12. The middle one takes 12. The far one takes six as they sizzle and burn from the ass. Craig, you're getting caught off guard by the fact there's combat breaking down in the other room. Jennifer, she surprises from. Your cries of pain from the rogue in the other room who's startled by all these uh, by all these trolls popping out at her. I'm searing light. 20. You're searing light because you, you always get a critical. <laughs> it does. <laughs> D8 points of damage for every two caster levels, more if it's undead or summoned, which it's not. So, you're level 8, you get 4 D8, but because it's a critical, you get 8 D8. Okay, 29 points to the troll, as he takes a full blast of light. Startled by the intensity, but otherwise unaffected. Their turn, steps over here and goes for the cat. One claw hits a 15, the bite hits a 16, the other claw gets a natural 20, which is followed by a 15. So it claws the cat for 9 points of damage. The other one on this side, on the barbarian, who flanks you, 21 with the claw, a 26 with the claw, and the bite is a natural 20, followed by an 11. Two claws and a bite hit you. Claws do 19 points, the bite does 7 points, the rend does 11 points. The rogue the one right in front of you, at the far side. Claws at you, misses, misses. One claw gets a 23, which does seven points. The other one goes for you as well. 20 and a 24, so a claw and a bite. Claw does nine, the bite does 11. The rope goes down under the claws, and the troll next to her starts salivating even more. The one over here, heals five points of damage. Barbarian. Raging, now move the diagonal one and over one. Okay. As my moves, so you're I'm going moving. to draw their attack. They are going to all three attempt to bite got you passed. as you go past. 17? Okay. One of them got a natural 20. The rather one's missed. That one got a 23?
1: Okay. So
0: one of them effectively becomes two of them hitting 14 points. And then I'm going to use a great cleave. 17. Go back and... T- 19 points to the first one. 19 is a hit as well. 20 yeah. points. Wizard. How uh-huh. about uh, acid arrow? Low 19 eight. plus 7 is .6. 6 points to that guy. Dwarf. My plan? Successfully yeah. grapple that troll, which is going to lower it on the I'm going to shoot twice at that. I'm guy. Sure. 24. Yeah. 8, eight and points one. to him. I'm guessing it's going to miss. Yes. You are correct. The 13 will miss. Druid. Oh, I want the cat, so I'm going to take the cat over to the fallen down warrior, so I'll use the heavy duty wands. Okay, Your minor wounds. 17 points back to the rogue. Okay. So she is conscious and semi-able to fight. She's still on the ground. Paladin. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll get in on the fight. And can I attack? You can. 27. That is a hit? Okay. 11. Rogue. Uh, can I move out? Grease. So 17 points. The trolls go. They have new targets now. One troll by the door likes, likes his target. He claws a 12, a 19, and bites a 21. None of those hit. This one takes a 5-foot step and goes for the, bar- the paladin as well. He hits a 19 is his best attack. That doesn't hit me. This one steps here to flank you and goes for the barbarian. Right. He hits a 16, 17. Okay, and then better than that. So two claws hit, no bite. The claws do 16 points. The wren does another eight. The other one at the back there goes for the druid, who's casting all these acid, on, all this acid on him. He hits a 21 with a bite, 21 with a claw, and 24 with the claw. He got me all. He got you with everything. Okay, the claws do a combined total of 18, the bite does 8, and then he rends you for another 10. Barbarian. Still ranking. Um, I'm going to actually just attack the guy guy in the middle, 26. Hit. Hit. 20 points to the guy in the middle. 20. 20 to eight. He dropped. Wizard, assuming you want to shoot this one on the ground, okay. you need to move probably like here to get a yeah. shot at. That touches him. Five points. Okay, so he takes five more points and it shuts his acid down for that round. The arrow is going to burn another 2c4 yeah, for two rounds. So effectively that one's dead. Your turn. Okay, well, I shoot twice then. Got him. Uh, got him both times. And it's five. Well. Okay, he is down as well and sizzling and I know he has another round from you so he's gone. Alright, so the cat's going to call ball by 22. Fourteen. One cloud item. Six. Sixteen. Fatness. One little flame boiler. Natural twenty. That's a possible critical. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So you got a critical. So whatever the damage is twice. So you got Twenty-three. Twenty-three points. Paladin. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine is a hit. Eight or twenty-five. Twenty-five is a hit. Ten. So he is injured as you slash him a couple of times. Rogue. I do have a potion. Increase to so level three. Yeah, Twenty-four points for the healing. Just in time for the trolls to go again. Troll goes for the easy meal for you. You're catching all that acid on them and make them burn. So he'll start with a claw. it's a ten. And the bite is a seventeen. The other one goes for Craig. 16, 10, and twenty five. twenty five points. You take eight points of damage. Barbarian. Nineteen. 19 a fourteen or is it miss? Wizard, are you going for the one with Craig? Yeah. 14 to touch, so it does hit. Five. Dwarf. No, okay. 23. Got him. There's 11. Yeah. Okay. He is down. Move. He is down and dead. Can oh. okay move? Yes. Yeah. You can move your four squares. So three of them have been taken out. Druid. Cat takes a bite. Hits a 19. 19 is a miss. So the cat goes first. We're going to go with bite. 22. Got him? Six. And then I'm going to have a pointing blade. With 23 to 7. Paladin. Yeah. I'll attack it. Oh no! One. A natural one. sword is heavy. You have become fatigued. 21. Got him? Four. Rogue? Uh, yeah, I'm going to move in. Okay. Uh, 13. Yeah. What? Wow. Priest. So you're just going to wait. Mm-hmm. Troll takes one last swipe at... Yeah, he goes for a monk. the monk. Druid, yeah. He yeah. Bites, he it punch, one. bites at 21, yeah. claws at 21. Those both do. The other one does not. No. 11 for the bite, seven for the claw. And in the interest of time, the next round, I'm fairly certain you guys are all gonna be able to do the last 10 points to the ogre to finish them off. You have been listening to the Halfling 13 gaming podcast. For more information, please visit us on the internet at dot 13com If you enjoyed this content, please like and subscribe.